Hello and welcome to Love London Love Culture. This is a brand new podcast, which is an extension of um, my website, on um, which we explore the world of theatre, music, books, film and visual art, um, which, as we know, has been really badly disrupted by the last 12 months. Uh, my name is Emma and I'll, this week I will be focusing primarily on theatre and even more specifically, the productions that I would love to see back on a London stage, um, some of which have been on stage in the West End in the last few years. But I, I just feel like they're worth mentioning again because they didn't really get the long enough runs that I really feel like they deserved. So that's primarily my focus this week. Um, and so I'm looking forward to discussing it. I've got about 20 here that I'm going to discuss, some in probably more detail than others. Um, but believe me, it could have been a lot more than 20, 20 shows that I've included. So this is about as condensed down as I can do it, I'm afraid. So I am going to start with uh, 42nd Street. Now, I went to see 42nd Street for my 30th. I went to see it a couple of other times. Um, but I just loved the spectacle of it. The dancing, the music. It was just, it was. It felt like good old-fashioned entertainment. It was a very classy, very sleekly put together production. I just, I just adored it. I absolutely adored it, particularly Claire House. Um, as Peggy, she her dancing is just absolutely phenomenal. She was, I, I was mesmerised by watching her. Every time I saw her, I was just absolutely mesmerised by her performance. Um, and it is a real shame that it it didn't stay in the West End a little bit longer. I feel like it, it could have pushed it a little bit longer. But it was a joy to have in the West End as it was. And hopefully it won't be too long before it's back again. Um, I understand some people, the plot is a little bit funny, but for me, sometimes a musical has got to be more than about the plot. It's what else it can bring bring to to a story. And like I said before, the music and the dancing are just superb. And it's just it will remain a firm favourite for quite some time. Next on my list was uh, Half a Sixpence at the Noel Coward Theatre. Now, I was very lucky to catch this before it closed because I don't know how it seemed to have passed me by until the final few months of its run. And um, again, it's just a joyous, funny musical that really left made you leave the theatre in a, a really good place. It made you feel happy and, and joyful and with a spring in your step. Uh, again, Charlie Stemp in that production was just phenomenal. I've never seen a male dancer quite like him in a role like this. So it was it was a real joy, some fabulous numbers. Uh, Flashbang Wallop, again, of course, is one of the bigger numbers uh, and best known songs in the musical, but. Again, it was just so well choreographed, choreographed, I should say. Sorry about that. Um, that it's hard. It was. It's hard not to love it. Really, really beautiful, well put together production. Um, that I, I just long to see again. Just hoping, waiting for it to to be 
come back to our stage, even as a even as a UK tour. That would be brilliant. I'm going to take a little bit of a, a different uh, approach now. It's uh, something a little bit more serious. Uh, the Sun, which I missed when it was at the Killen Theatre uh, quite some time ago, before it headed to the West End. Um, this is a really, really powerful um, play um, that just... It, was, it just took my breath away with how emotional, I was emotionally drained by the end of it. Um, it, it was the, the performance of the cast, it was so simply staged, but it drew you in. It felt intimate, even though you were in a West End theatre, it felt like you were drawn into these characters' lives. Four people struggling to find the way, sorry, three people really, struggling to go through what they were going through. I don't want to say too much about it, just in case it does come back. Um, my full review is up on the website if you want to take a look at it. Um, I'm not going to go into too much detail as to what the plot's about, because, again, it would, it would spoil it. But it was, it was just a super powerful um, performance from all of the cast, and... I've never felt so emotionally drained at all. It was just, it was, it was brilliant. It was absolutely brilliant. Um, then I'm moving on to the uh, Kite Runner. Now I was privileged enough to see this uh, twice. Um, once at the Wyndham Theatre and once at the Playhouse Theatre. Now the title, um, may be familiar to some people it was based on a best-selling book um and it's it was adapted for the stage by matthew spangler and directed by charles giles croft and what i i loved about this was it was just so evocative and it is it, it breaks your heart even though no matter how many times you see it, it completely breaks your heart two friends who are torn apart it's a horrible circumstance and the, the ending just shatters shatters me every time i see it um again that's just down to the brilliancy of how it was put together it allowed this production really allowed the story and the characters to come to life being utterly respectful of the story and and the book that it's based on it really it was it was just a fabulous fabulous production that i really really enjoyed okay so after all that sort of emotional little bit section there although i'm still going to continue with the emotion because ghost the musical is another absolute favorite of mine it was oh I, I was I was surprised how much I enjoyed it. To be honest with you, it's such a beloved film, you know, a classic with Patrick Swayze, Demi Moore, and I couldn't help but wonder how they were going to do it. Particularly when the second that after he's murdered, how is that going to be handled? And yet they handled it brilliantly. Um, in terms of the illusions and everything else, it's certainly one of the most sophisticated productions that I've seen in terms of effects because 
I'm not going to spoil it. I don't even actually know, to be fair, how how they did it. But it, it retained that beautiful emotional element of it, of the story. You know, the, you really sense the, the characters um, and the journey that go on. And it's, it is heartbreaking to see how Sam and Molly sort of try and adjust to their situation after this horrible tragedy. And I'm I'm blown away. It's got some of the most beautiful songs um, written in it. Three Little Words is one of my all-time favourite musical songs now. Um, Of course, Unchained Melody's in there. And I feel like a lot of the songs sort of fit in nicely with that. I think they used... It seems to me that they used Unchained Melody as a starting point and they came up with all these other wonderful songs to sort of fit in around it and it and it works really well. So I was really pleasantly surprised by um, Ghost the Musical when I saw it. I've seen it twice on tour. Now, the first time I saw it on tour, it was, it was fabulous. Um, it really tried to retain many of the elements of the original West End production. But then the second time, it, 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 for me, it seemed to lose some of that. I don't, I don't know whether it's because the illusions weren't quite on point, but for me, it just didn't work. Um, but it still, still made me cry. No matter how many times I see it, it still made me cry. Um, so going further back in time as well, um, Shakespeare in Love. Now, Shakespeare in Love, I feel like it was always meant to be on stage, even though it started out as a film. It's got this very theatrical quality about it. Yes, of course, it's all about William Shakespeare putting together Romeo and Juliet. Okay, the story, as we know, is slightly fabricated. Um, But what I loved about it was it's got that sense of humour, lots of lots of little in-jokes and things like that that just really worked um, on the film. Transforming it onto a stage is incredible. It's, it, it, it genuinely feels like a love letter to the theatre and I think that's, that's the kind of show that theatre fans really, really adore and I'm particularly one of them. Um, it just, it was so... The humour and warmth that shone through um, was brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Um, I love the authentic looking sets, the costumes. My goodness, I've it's been a long time since I've seen such a elaborate costume designs um, that made me want to play dress up. Um, <laughs> but. It, it was it was the chemistry between the cast. It, it had everything going for it, um, and I feel like it, it deserves a rerun because it it cheers everybody up. Again, it's another one of those productions that just makes you feel better. And I'm not technically a Tom Stoppard fan as such, but I feel like what he did with Shakespeare in Love is something that cannot be matched by anybody really I really I really and truly it's one it's one that I'm really longing to come back ever since it's it finished um it's run at the Noel Calcutta I, I was 
praying to the theatre gods for it to come back again, um, which hasn't happened so far, but, you know, we can live in hope. Um, another show now that I feel like has was really underestimated and, and deserved so much more um, from here to eternity. Um, it's discussed a lot, and I think a few people that I've spoken with about it feel maybe it was a little bit underrated. I, it's a difficult one because I think it, after closing after six months, it, it is difficult um, to say particularly what went wrong. I know it didn't go down well with the critics, and I think that on that one occasion, I think they, the critics may have got it wrong. I love the music. I love the music that fitted in with the era. I love the the story. It's not a story or a part of the war that you tend to focus on. Um, I just the characters. Everything just came together nicely. Um, importantly, it was filled with enough drama to carry the story through. Um, that really impressed me. I I think it was. I think it was brilliant, and I think it deserved a lot more than what it got. Um, it's, a, it's a real shame. I still listen to the soundtrack. Um, in fact, I've got it here, and I've, you know, songs like Love Me Forever Today, beautiful, beautiful duet, then Ain't Where I Wanna Be Blues, I just, it's, it's got that early rock and roll vibe about it. Another highlight, G Company Blues is just a, a rousing song. It, it had everything, and I think it it it, needed, it should have got given more than it was it was given. Um, the next one that I've selected uh, is the Lieutenant of Inishmore. Now. There'll be a few people who won't be surprised that this is on my list because it features, oh, a favourite actor of mine, Aidan Turner, or at the time it did. Um, but I actually really love the dark comedy of this. I, it's not, not normally my cup of tea. I don't like blood. I don't like guts. I don't like any of that. Um, I don't particularly love seeing that sort of violence on stage. But because this is so well put together, it's um, it, I, I, I laughed my head off from start to finish. Um, Martin McDonough's play is just—I I don't even know how to describe it. It's completely mad. Essentially, it all revolves around this cat. I—it's—it's um, it's extraordinary. It's an extraordinary piece of theatre, and. Don't know whether you will ever find another play in which a terrorist wishes to talk to his cat on the phone. It's just, it's it's one of a kind. It's absolutely one of a kind, and I I adored it. Absolutely adored it. Um, hence why I went to see it three times. Which again, I don't tend to see plays more than once unless it is something that I particularly enjoyed. So I. I went on press night, I booked a ticket, and then I ended up taking my parents for their wedding anniversary. Yeah, I didn't really intend that. It's not exactly what you would imagine to take your parents to see on their wedding anniversary, but thankfully they enjoyed it. 
so that was a bit of a relief um i would love to see it again just even with a different cast uh just to see what what kind of <laughs> dynamic um a different cast will give it uh but michael grandage's production was extremely well put together and i absolutely loved it um my next the next one on my list is fiddler on the roof now fiddler on the roof is pretty is a pretty long musical um but trevor nunn with this production made it look very short i didn't want it to end um it was particularly seen on its journey from the menu chocolate factory all the way through to the playhouse theater where i saw it twice it just seemed to grow and in confidence and take on a whole different meaning um, from start to finish. And it was it was incredible. The set design just wrapped itself around the audience at the Playhouse Theatre, making you feel like you were really part of this, this this community, this Jewish community. And it was just it was beautiful. It was a sumptuous production, and I can still picture sunrise sunset. And that is still one of my favourite songs that I've seen performed live on on the West End stage, hands down. Um, so I'm moving on to something perhaps a little bit more controversial. So everyone goes on about Hamilton, about being Lin-Manuel Miranda's big, big piece. And it is, it's great. I think what he managed to do with that is, is fabulous. But for me, I've got a real thing about In the Heights. Now, In the Heights is very different. It's it's a very vibrant and lively community-based piece. And I just, I love the characters. Um, I love the style of it. It was just, if this was a piece to get people into the theatre, particularly young, young adults who might not necessarily um, normally go to the theatre, this is it. It's got everything. It's not... It's filled with heart, but it's not overpowering emotionally like some musicals can be. That can make it, it's not too sweet, it's not too sour, it's its just right. Um, and I just, I feel like that it's a stronger piece. I uh, think we need more musicals like that in the Heights to sort of lift us all up and celebrate the vibrancy of and diversity of people that we need in, in, in life. Um, so the next one on my list is The Curious Incident of the Dog in the Nighttime. Now, this is another book, uh, based on another book, I should say. Um, and this National Theatre production is phenomenal. Um, I love the use of lighting. I used the, the way the set came into its own for this it was it was wonderful it was absolutely wonderful um to see this heartwarming story and this journey this boy takes in life trying to trying to deal with day-to-day -day life it's completely extraordinary um so yes it's on my list for so so many reasons um and i i found it moving clever and, and brilliant i i've got no no limit of praise that i could can put on this um 
it just it, it it broke my heart but it was uplifting at the same time it was it was brilliant uh so the next one on my list i think a lot of people are going to agree with uh particularly in uh, with this one romantics anonymous now emma rice originally directed this at the sam wanamaker playhouse which is part of the shakespeare's globe um oh my goodness i fell in love with it the first second that is it's the curtain lifted I lived, it's a real chocolate box of a musical. You just, you never know what you're going to get. It's got so many layers, so many textures to it. The music is just beautiful. It's got a beautiful French vibe to it in the same way that Amelie the musical has. It's got that quirky charm about it that, that makes it endearing. And at the heart of it are two characters who have to deal with not only falling for each other, but dealing with their own individual anxieties and worries in life that is completely relatable to so many people about how we feel, how we react to other people and feel able, what was that point that we feel able to be, be comfortable with someone else and show them all our quirks and our, our differences. I think it was, it's just a, a beautiful piece of theatre that I know we're all longing to see for ourselves back in London um, as soon as as soon as possible. Um, so going a bit back again, um, there was a production of Showboat um, at the New London Theatre, which is the Gillian Lynn Theatre now. Um, back in. No, it, it must have been about 2016 that I saw it. 2016, 2017, I want to say. It may be further back than that. Um, again, it's not a musical that I'd ever seen before, but I really, really enjoyed it. Um, it wasn't what I was expecting. It was shown and round. It was, it was all encompassing, and it was so beautiful it was absolutely beautiful the way in which it was handled the way it, it just brought it, the story to life it was very vivid and imaginative and filled with filled with hearts um even if i had to tell the ushers unfortunately people were taking out their phones and filming and taking pictures and all sorts but that's for another podcast um before i get off on a rant on that um so this i will follow up by quiz now quiz by james graham has obviously recently been transformed into an itv drama and it proved quite successful with audiences um but i saw it on stage a few years ago and i was i thought how can they take this story and make it into something that's intriguing, that holds the attention of the audience from start to finish. And then I realised, sitting there watching it, actually there's more to it than him just fooling everybody on the show. It's actually a lot deeper than that. And this is brilliant. It was a simple story, yet again, it had so many different elements to it that I, you couldn't help but be drawn in. And 
it was it became increasingly intriguing to watch it all unfold and uncover. I particularly loved the sort of the moments in the show where you had to there were quiz elements in it. I was treated like who wants to be a millionaire? Brilliant. I've not seen anything like that done before and I don't know whether I will do again, but it was fabulous, absolutely fabulous. Um so I'm going to go back to another Michael Grandage director piece, Red. Now, I was very lucky to interview the two stars, Avram Molina and Avril Enoch, um, to discuss this production before it came on. Um, but they were repairing, because um, it's just a two-handed play um, about Mark Rocco. And... It was, again, it was another simple but stylish production that just captured my attention. It wasn't a very long play. I don't think it, I don't think it was anyway. Um, but it was, it was well done. It was well put together. And it was still one of my favourite plays to watch on stage, um, thankfully. Then I'm going to move on to, because I'm just realising time and everything else, Wolf Hall bringing up, bring up the bodies based on Hilary Mantle's um, plays, uh, books, I should say, transformed into plays. Um, this is a real double whammy at the theatre. I went to see them both in one day and I found them so compelling to watch so compelling it brought the richness of the tudor life really to life the costumes the sound the lighting it it all brought it all to life and i felt like i was there i was actually there with the characters um it's it's very difficult and i have to applaud those who adapted both books onto the stage it can't have been easy because the the books themselves are quite immense if you've ever read them. Um, but yeah, they were brilliant to watch and impressively adapted for the stage. So yeah, another one that I'm really hoping to see at some point. <clears throat> so The King and I, um, 2018, this transferred from Broadway and it was brilliant, super Brilliant, Kelly O'Hara, absolutely phenomenal voice. I don't think I need to say anything more about that. It's it's just another one that was lavish, costumes, the set, everything was over. Wow, it was it had the wow factor from start to finish. Meanwhile, Blues in the Night at the King Theatre, uh, Sharon Day Clark. That's that's all I need to say. She, her voice, she was surrounded by. Amazing cast, Debbie Corrup as well, and everything. It was a really love jazz infused evening of music, characters telling their stories through through music, brilliantly put together. Susan McKenna's production, brilliantly atmospheric, and I would love to see it again. Not in a larger theatre, but um, because the intimacy of the King Theatre worked really well. <laughs> Excuse me. Oh, sorry, my throat is starting to dry up. <clears throat> the other pieces I wanted to talk about were Young Frankenstein and American in Paris, both completely different, 
but both brilliant. Mel Brooks's humour um, really shines through in the musical form, as we've seen with the producers. Uh, well, <clears throat> an American in Paris is superb, absolutely superb. <coughs> Now, I want to turn this question on to you. Uh, do feel free to let us know via Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, or get in touch with me via email. Let me know what your favourite uh, theatre productions are. It doesn't have to be London. It can be anywhere that you want, anywhere that you've seen anything that you thought was fabulous. I'd love to know your thoughts. Um, feel free to give us a uh, follow on, on our any of our accounts or visit lovelondonloveculture.com uh, to take a look at what, what other content we've got up, up on there. Um, so hopefully, hopefully if this goes well, I'd love to do another podcast. Um, so hopefully tune in next time uh, for more cultural, cultural goings on and hopefully we'll all be able to experience some live theatre in the future fingers crossed thank you so much for taking the time to listening um i look forward to uh hearing hearing your thoughts and impressions all right thanks see ya